0: The start, the struggles, the pain, and joy. This is How You Started Lah Podcast. Hello people. Today our guest is a very interesting one because he's one of the first few stand-up comedians I've watched live. Uh, Apart from being a comedian, he's also an actor, writer, producer, and has about 14 years of experience in this stand-up comedy scene. So, let's welcome Poon Chi Ho. Oh,
1: man. Not used to it, man. Getting intro into anything
0: without uh, opening music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, th- This is the new this is the new norm, bro. Get used to it.
1: Exactly, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to uh, hire a DJ to, to get into your house. Everything has got to be fully sanitized, you <laughs> know? Yeah. Hard
0: to get an audience, bro. Audience <laughs> is the biggest thing, bro. That's right. That's right. Like... Uh, i've been watching you know Bundesliga just resume mm-hmm. and i can tell you uh, you can put the best team playing uh, but without a stadium audience uh, oh my goodness it feels so empty man like
1: yeah there's almost no sound right yeah there's i don't know like...
0: i i mean i appreciate the footwork like i do to, uh, but now i know how the audience feels when they watch virtual stand up yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it's
1: actually quite difficult with the sound on. I'm uh, you've done virtual stand up many times, obviously. Uh, I've yeah. I've watched a few, and uh, I'm not sure, but to me, with the sound on, it's kind of distracting because all I'm getting. I'm Not sure, you know, whether whether the internet is like much better than mine, but uh, all I'm getting is delayed laughs. I mean, we we get yeah. them during live shows as well, but you know, this is yeah. more apparent, uh, and um. I think it's more awkward for the audiences as well if they can hear their own laughter getting delayed, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But I guess we are learning, like, you know, we're adapting. And uh, speaking of, the quarantine, the pandemic. How's the uh, MCO been for you, man?
1: Well, I think uh, for me, what I what I normally do at home, uh, I've been doing before the MCO because you know you and I we're we're like freelancers. Uh, I think mm. if we don't have uh, shows or tours going on, we just uh, stay at home mostly. But this is like an extended. Uh, no show, no uh, corporate projects, period. You know what I mean? And I have two kids. And most of the time, I'm just uh, cooking for those two kids. And they are basically my focal point uh, for this whole MCO because uh, the challenge is, uh, since I cook for them, is to basically keep them interested in uh, what I cook, uh, making sure they they eat every meal, making sure they finish their food. And I think that has been the challenge. You didn't know you
0: can cook, bro. Huh?
1: (laughs) I didn't
0: know you can cook. Yeah, bro. I have
1: to, man. I have to. Yeah, I've been cooking for quite a while now. Uh, it's it's not something my my my, my wife uh likes to do. She she likes doing the washing more because uh, you know you don't need creativity in that. <laughs>
0: uh, oh yeah, you said this on stage before. Now I remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so yeah, I think um some of my 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 jokes are basically based on the frustrations of 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 cooking. And uh, it's not that I don't like cooking, it's not that why I'm frustrated, but um, it's just I I think I'm frustrated because as someone who's not trained as a chef, you don't know a lot of things and you got to go online and look for tips. You know? And most of these tips mm. are basically, you know, from famous chefs like Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver, which mm. not all of them agree with uh, Asian taste, you know. You know, we have the whole agat yeah, agat thing where we just agat agat lah. You know, you want to put ginger, <laughs> uh, you want to put your your shallots, whatever. Just dunk it yeah. in lah, right? But with them, they're like, okay, mm. yeah, four cloves of garlic. I'm like, how I know whether your garlic is as big as my garlic? You know? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. But, uh, why why are your why are your small onions uh, uh uh look like my 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 onions? You know, how big are your big onions? <laughs> just, those are basically yeah. the frustrations, Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've even seen like a clip where uh, Gordon Ramsay he was cooking Pad Thai, you know, Thai food, right? In UK. And uh, the Thai chef was... Uh, he said that uh, Gordon Ramsay's Pad Thai was not good. Yeah, la. basically, and yeah. The guy, the guy flipped, man. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it, it became a meme, right? His face, you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, and
1: for a while, uh, his face became so famous. Uh, and nobody gave a shit about who, who who Gordon Ramsay was for a while. But I think, I think for me... Uh, having you know the opportunity to, to travel certain places to especially you know those quite low places uh, mm. uh, uh white people places and I think it's just simply because <laughs> um, uh, people in those places are not acclimatized to uh, Asian tastes so when they come to Asia and they cook something and we are like come on man we it's not enough spice in here there's not enough taste yeah. You know? pepper and, and salt is basically our most basic thing and you and i mean if i if i give you five minutes now to think of uh, local food lah, okay that hmm. only has pepper and and salt i'm pretty sure you cannot answer me man you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> there's so many other things that goes into our food so that, that's my that's my that's my angle lah. and it's it's frustrating for me to 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 only be able to like you know, uh, understand like Asian chefs and what they are talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember my dad? He did a Europe tour mm. and he struggled with the food there. He said, "Oh, Germany is a nice place, but my goodness, the breakfast they gave me like a brown bread as hard as a brick, like <laughs> yeah, literally just a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no spice, no nothing, like no taste." Yeah, by healthy I means healthy, but again no taste. Yeah,
1: of course. Whenever when I was in uh when I studied in Australia, uh there was an eye opener for me because it's actually the first time I've ever get I got out of uh, Malaysia, other than you know flying to Kuching lah. For that moment, you you're crossing the whatever what South China Sea or something, um, but I I flew to Australia and you know upon touching down the, the curiosity is there to uh, also the eagerness to try um asian food right and it was shit mm. la. <laughs> it was terrible man like mm. i'm not sure why because it's cooked by asian people but even they couldn't understand uh asian taste but after uh after getting deeper into it because i actually wrote an essay paper about about um uh, how to say imported, uh, food imported food cultures uh, into Australia, and mm. I I remember uh, getting really high marks with because I you know I really got into it, and I realized that it's not because the the food is sucky there. It's it's just that uh, a lot of Australians uh, basically, uh, the the local market they're not used to the amount of intense flavors that we are used to, you know.
0: Yeah, I noticed this health health kitchen. And like Gordon Ramsay always uh, specifies, this, like it's overpowering, like if especially if there's an ingredient that's a bit too much. And I think Asian food, we we tend to overpower a lot of things. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's a, it's a quite a big of a difference. Uh, yeah. To like Western people. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then last year I got the opportunity to, to go to Hong Kong, and mm. Hong Kong, you know, we're talking about this place where one of the highest uh, number of Michelin star restaurants, right? And mm. even there are places, and I and I didn't obviously didn't tell it tell it to our local guides lah, that mm. um, the the flavors there are just very subtle. It's just very surface. It just hits you on the tongue. It's like oh okay, that's char siu, but. Mm. Um, but the Malaysian char siu, you go back home, you're still thinking about it. Like, oh, wow, that char siu just now for lunch. Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, it it, mm. it's, it sticks to you. And again, you know, I think it's because over here, the flavors are uh, like intense, um, strong. Yeah. And we're just so used to it. So used to it.
0: You're right about Hong Kong, bro. Mm. Because like when I was there as mm. so, well, uh, Vivek mabubani, Bani, mm-hmm. by the way, for the listeners, uh, Vivek Mabubani Bani is a... Uh, uh, is a comedian from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. so he brought me and Jason Leong mm-hmm. to this wonton mee. Mm-hmm. And you're right, bro. This wonton mee was like very simple. I mean, I enjoyed it. Whenever he asked me, I said, "Yeah, it's not bad. It's simple, But our wonton mee here, I think the 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 ketchup, the the, the sauce right? is a bit pow- more powering yeah. than the siu. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess I, guess, I, I think uh, I think you agree with me on, on on this one. When when I say that the wontons in Hong Kong is like really good simply because they use like grade A like ingredients like the prawn is like grade A, whatever.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing about Malaysia. Our, our food is cheap, but at the same time, our ingredients not really mm-hmm. the best. Because like, my mom was educating me about prawns. <laughs> She's <laughs> saying that, yeah. She said, that you see, you go and buy kway tia, this all using farm prawns, you know. Uh-huh. When I go to the market, uh, I buy sea prawns, you know. Then how do you differentiate? Then she showed me a picture. Like farm prawns. The prawns all, they look identical. Sea prawns, they will vary a bit. The body sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So more natural. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect to start off this podcast by talking about prawns and food. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great. It's all I've been 10
0: minutes away. So deep into food. Oh, yeah, But man. that's the whole point of our podcast. about going deep. But you never know which area. bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One thing is, uh, I know you started... Uh, stand-up comedy back in 2006 am i correct
1: um even i i find it difficult to remember i think yeah it was uh started simply because that was the same year i got back from uh, australia and in in australia uh one of the things i got to experience there was the uh, melbourne international comedy festival and and during that time i think uh, there were a lot and i was in melbourne So there were Mm. a lot of uh, shows which were featured on television. uh, Ah. And they have like guests from all over the world. uh, Comedians, of course, uh, featured in several TV shows, talk shows, whatsoever. And one Mm. that basically uh, caught my attention was this guy by the name of Dimitri Martin. And uh, he does Ah. those one-liner jokes, which I like doing as a past past pastime back then. But, you know, not to an audience. um. Yeah. So he he basically uh, maybe I could use the word inspired, um, mm. but he, he he got me wanting to hey just try it out lah, right? Who knows, who knows people will laugh or not? And uh, when I tried it out after coming back from Australia that year, uh, um, uh, I found out lah that actually nobody gives a shit <laughs> mm. So but I kept <laughs> trying. Yeah. I think there was a time where, you know, I, I made friends with uh, people like Zach, Kevin, uh, yeah. who are, you know, Papi Zach and and, and Kevin J. Obviously, we, we, we both know them pretty much household names in uh, local comedy, English comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we just... Uh, we went from there. I mean, we were looking for venues to perform. Mm-hmm. At that time, we were just knocking on doors of bars and you know, saying, that, hey, uncle, you know, you're a nice bar you have here. You got to see this tiny stage here. Very nice. Like, bro, I want to try out some stand-up comedy. Like. And all, most of them obliged was very nice simply because, number one, uh, it was all bands at the time. And yep. I think bands were uh, on the way out at the same time. So they were they were looking mm. to 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 replace because I I think at that time uh the whole the all those uh, uh EDMs, uh electric dance music w- w- was coming in and, and the bands, the really good ones, uh, last time we used to sing and all those pubs were, were just basically dying off. La. Uh mm. and we just basically came in and 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 gave something different to the uh KL uh, uh how to say night uh, entertainment scene. Mm. And we just tried la. We 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 struggled for possibly one and a half years before we had like a sit down with, uh, Timeout KL, which is a magazine. Mm. I'm not sure whether they 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 still have it. Uh, have it print, Timeout mm. KL. And it is simply because uh the guy, the uh, editor of Timeout KL, uh, Matt Bellotti, was also kind of harbored some ambitions of being a stand-up comedian uh, I, I i think he he did it because he came from the uk he mm. He did it when he was in the uk and i uh, just want to basically do it again and but there were no opportunities no no venues at the time and because uh, they are the media and they were they had a lot more contacts uh, than us and they didn't have to knock doors they just basically to send emails and mm. after that uh, we we got geeks just through them, you know, and they were basically organizing it for us. And I think it it, it all like started in uh, two thousand
0: eight. Okay.
1: And when that year when we started uh doing stuff with timeout, it, it was very normal for us to see. I I think uh I'm not sure when I I can't remember when you started, but did you do a Zoop underground? Yeah, velvet. Velvet underground, right? I did, yeah. Oh. And, this is my second show. Huh? Yeah, well, and back then and I can I can say this, we can both it is uh it's not surprising to see 100 people watching a show, you know. You know mm, what I mean Correct. Because yeah, it's the same with Kao Kao. Yeah. yeah, we we had we had um we had uh media book uh, uh backing. we had the, the 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 media like basically writing stuff everything oh, like yeah. what, what, all the all the hip uh things they would be mm. right about and after that it, it, it slowly fizzled out and nowadays if you go to comedy clubs we will be happy to see 20 people i think it's a very very sad thing mm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: there was a time yeah
0: mm yeah good I mean now crackhouse i think they the the numbers are getting more like crackhouse i mm. think about like 50 to 70 on average sometimes you will be full yes there are certain days you'll go to 20 but uh, one thing I know is that our comedy regulars are definitely increasing, la. Definitely, yeah. I see that in Crackhouse and Joke Factory. I see the same faces, and I was telling to, like, Rizal, it's good for, it's good for the industry, la. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Like, if let's say you get people who are, who specifically come to a show to watch a comic, that's great for that comic. But if that comic goes, then there's no crowd pooler. But if you get comedy regulars, they don't care who's performing; they just want to watch a show. So. In a way, that's good uh, for the scene in the long term.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think uh, because we were when we were back then, uh, so uh, maybe because the, the numbers were, were very high, simply because we only had like uh, one show per month, you know? Mm, and mm. if you want to talk about regulars, uh, we should be talking about... Uh, those regulars that, that they come back uh, each time to, to watch us every month and uh, because there were like just a handful of us we we're talking about Kavin, Jen Han, Zach mm. uh, and, a, and a few other people who are who who have either stopped comedy or, or not in the country anymore so we're talking about six uh, to seven main ones and we had trouble basically shuffling the lineup simply because we don't want uh we try our best to avoid um getting a comedian with no new jokes going up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So die die So every month uh, we have to we have to come up with five minutes, ten minutes and just basically hmm. uh blend it in with our um hit um jokes uh and and, and hopefully people will get entertained but Mm. <laughs> the thing is, we 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 immediately will realize this every time because we we tell a new joke, you know, people laugh really loud, and then after that, when when we start telling our old jokes, you're like, just want to again." <laughs> so that's how we know that <laughs> there, there are a lot of regulars, like which is which is a good thing back then.
0: Ah, and this time you mentioned about one-liner because I have a question on this because when I started in 2012, I also saw you as like a one-liner comedian, yep, and yep. I remember you had a special. Yeah right you yeah. had a one hour special doing one liner yeah. so what made you which year was it that you decided to change hey, you know one liner time to time to leave that aside and let me tell like uh, like story based jokes and all that
1: i i think uh, there was the time when i and i realized that my energy uh, wasn't matching the energy that uh, that gen uh, han and douglas were, were putting on stage mm and I think it's just due to my material choice, and I think with Douglas's advice, or so I moved on to a more anecdotal, observational, uh, storytelling mm. sort of format, which I, I now enjoy, of course. Um, mm. And when I when I saw uh, Brian Tan, or so our, our good friend Brian Tan, mm-hmm. um, perform one-liners, and I and I like his and I love his one-liners, you know. And after a few times watching him. It started to dawn on me that you know what, maybe, maybe our crowd is not buying this, <laughs> you mm. know, because I, I'm I'm seeing like so many, <laughs> like a uh, like enough examples to to find out you know that it might not work uh yeah. here. And I remember going up to Brian and said that you know what, Brian, you, I don't think this is a good place to do, uh, one-liners, yeah. but out of the country. Uh, he's going to do well. And, and he did, you know. He, he went to Australia. Yeah. He did the uh, the uh, Comedy Zone Asia. He represented Malaysia. Yeah. And he did all the same thing. And uh, I, I heard that he did well. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, we're not, of course, you know, any, any comedy fans out there uh, listening to this. Uh, I'm not blaming you guys. But mm. uh, that's that's how it is, I, I guess. Over here, yeah. I, I find a strange thing that uh, a lot of people don't take ownership of their own uh, sense of humor. Mm. For for instance, like uh, now we comedians, we 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 do that. We don't care, you know. We go to a club, yeah. it's just funny. We laugh like ha 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 ha. But yeah. I realized realize that the crowd is like you know like, okay, I find this joke funny, but everyone is not laughing. Maybe I don't laugh asola. Well. <laughs> like, no, that, that shouldn't yeah, yeah. be, man. You should you should enjoy. Um, uh, you know. Comedy, uh, on your own, on your own, you know, because the entertainment is is in your mind. This is basically a reflexology for the brain, you know. That's that's what comedy essentially is. You know, if your brain finds it funny, you laugh. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think people shouldn't hold on now, But sometimes in, uh, I've seen certain crowds where the majority of the crowd can be a bit stale mm-hmm. but there'll just be a few people who don't care what the rest feel yeah and if they if it's funny they just laugh so i've seen the other way around as well yeah yeah but what you say is correct like most of the time if majority of the crowd is uh it's a bit hard mm-hmm. and uh some people want to laugh i've seen people hold back their laughter you can see in their expression and i'm like why why hold back yeah you're on the losing end right yeah yeah because we, He's your we yeah
1: so it's so, so, so weird and it's not like that one person laughing out loud is, is gonna inspire the rest to like hey you know let's be free <laughs> let's let's laugh you know like just like this guy here is enjoying his his mm. the, the comedy more than us you know it's not like that you know i i, I really don't understand why and mm. uh maybe it's because of that asian shyness or whatever but yeah. you know, we we I I got to sample some uh you know comedy outside the country and it's not like that. It's really not like that. Even you don't need to go out of Malaysia. You you can just go to East Malaysia, it's already different. Like I mm. don't think uh people there are, are shy as compared to people here. I, I do not know why.
0: Yeah. I think it's easy, easier to socialize in Sabah Sarawak compared to here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean if you if you go over there uh, it, it's it's they, they have a they have like a how to say a, a night scene like right, you know, in in Sabah they got all those clubs and all those bands playing. Mm. Uh in Sarawak the same, Labuan, even more. So I guess it, it's no surprise there, but over here so we have but it's mm. like I think people have different agendas. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Maybe maybe this this uh this this guy uh is out on a date first time with a girl just didn't want to let the girl find out how ugly his laugh is lah, something like that. I don't know. Lah.
0: <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know, for, for this podcast, right? The first episode, I actually got Brian Tan uh-huh. and I spoke to him the same thing also uh-huh. about why he switched uh, from one high to a story. Uh-huh. And he said the similar thing, uh, like audience here. Some will get it, some don't get it. I guess it's maybe I will say more of a timeline thing. Do you think so? Because if you think about Mitch Hadberg, mm-hmm. right, he's a he's like one of my favorite comedians, and he happens to be a one-liner. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his special, he did a 35-minute special for Comedy Central, right? Like the crowd, half of them like don't get it, no, and this America. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling this talking to uh, talking to Kevin about this like few years back, and like Kevin said that his jokes were ahead of the we're here of the timer. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like now we see these memes, right? These memes sometimes they'll post, like they say, uh, "I wear a belt," you know, but the, the the strap to hold the belt is holding the belt, which is holding my pen. So who's the hero? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You've seen this meme. So would you say it's a timeline thing? Would you say, like, say in ten years from now, maybe just maybe Malaysians will start to appreciate one-liners? I think uh, I don't think it's a timeline thing. I think uh, what Mitch Hackberg did to many,
1: uh, I mean, watch, look, watching him. Uh, uh, now a lot of people say yeah. that oh he's definitely ahead of his time but i think those uh his hardcore fans uh, and i and, and i don't know how many fans he has actually out there i don't think they believe that he's ahead of his time he's just basically at the right comedy wavelengths at, at, at there and, and that's why people laugh which is why uh, there are some uh, comedians who are not funny but mm. you know they are more famous you know simply because he hits the 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 right uh we're as, as 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 a lot of people in in terms of a sense of humor so um i would say yes or no uh, uh it's a it's a timeline thing maybe more people uh will get into the comedy culture um yeah. and, and and hopefully is 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 that like i mean the utopian view of of a comedy circuit is everybody, you know, understands uh, how to laugh, when to laugh and what to laugh at. But, you know, I, I don't think we can get that lab. It, um I think because comedy can only be p- perform uh, live uh, in front of an audience, the, the ideal, you know, way to perform uh, comedy, uh, we won't actually see that until we go very big, you know. Like, uh, mm filling up stadiums, and you know, then when you realise, oh, the, the, that the time has come. You know? but, that oh, just, you know, uh, but that is just, you know, but there's <laughs> just, that is just, uh, again, you know, there's a bit of fandom and and fame working into comedy. So, we're not very sure if these people appreciate the material or they're just there because you're famous, you know. It's hard to tell, I, I, I think. I'd rather yeah. have uh, people who appreciate material regardless of, of whatever because that's where the work is, lah, right? You know, we sit down mm-hmm. for hours doing nothing in our minds that we are always thinking, staring into nothingness, uh, always working the punchline, you know, whether to put in this word or put in that word. Uh, we're very detailed, you know. Every comedian's mind uh, works pretty much the same thing. And to have people suddenly like, hey, you know, uh, coming to your show because you uh, your your dressing very nice uh you be like hey fuck off man yeah. <laughs> what the fuck I I, I spent more time writing these jokes than to- choosing this church in uh, this this shirt in the in the supermarket a lot of fuck get lost <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah but yeah, I, I you guess should, uh... this is the times huh? uh like we we can't tell whether fame is just fame or you know or or,
0: or they actually like like your work. <laughs> mm. But I think the fame only works if, let's say, you're a celebrity. You know,
1: yeah.
0: You yeah. know, then... But I think for most comedians, maybe except for Harith and Douglas, mm-hmm. people, if they're coming to the show, that means they... they they What do you call that? They're coming to the show. I mean, I mean if they laugh, it's definitely because the jokes are funny. I'm not saying Harith and Douglas are not funny. They are funny. But I'm just saying that they have their like huge fan base you get what i mean I, like, yeah uh, I,
1: I get it i get you know. it i but i i i don't know though i think uh you're right at a certain extent but i think i've been to enough of, of douglas Lim shows you know um and most of the time i go to his shows and he he likes uh doing old uh jokes because he says all the new stuff for the MACC shows mm-hmm. um or or specials uh like you know shows in australia so I go there and I know his jokes word for word, and I, so I, I most of the time I will just look at the crowd, mm. because I'm there trying to find out like how come these people still laughing at these jokes, how mm. how how bad are their memory, right? And uh, I would say uh, there are some people uh, from. Um, Douglas Lim's uh, new market, which is uh, to the to the masses like because now he's 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 focused on getting more fans uh, from from uh getting more Malay speaking friends, right? Mm-hmm. And he would attend and and uh, some uh Malay speaking people they will they basically attend shows at Crack House and they completely lost. They completely mm. why? It's because they, they have been enjoying uh Douglas Lim's stuff, uh online, uh sketches, yeah. uh parody videos, parody songs, uh um, yeah. Uh just basically short uh video format on Instagram, suddenly watching him for an hour and realizing uh-huh. that well when where, when is he gonna do all these sketches? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh when should I laugh and how come all these other people know exactly when to laugh and what to laugh at? And and I I would look uh-huh. at their faces and it's like it is pretty amazing that uh Douglas getting applause breaks uh after applause breaks and all, and they're still Four, five, six people folding their arms like nothing. You mm-hmm. know? It's like, do they have hearing problem or, or something? Or uh, are their arms just always stuck in folding position? <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't um I don't understand. I, I think there's uh the there's I think if if there are any like scientists out there, they should look into the difference between like fans, fans and and actual fans, fans, you know, fans of, of Douglas Lim uh, because of Douglas Lim and fans of Douglas Lim because of uh, his his material, you know, his his body of work. So, I, I think there's this two differentiation there. Uh,
0: mm, mm. That's what I feel. Though. Mm. Yeah. And another thing is also, I know you do a lot of acting, mm. but I never knew how you started. Actually, I was acting. an actor first. Ah.
1: I I started out um acting in um high school. And mm. I when I started we had the my my high school had the had the honor and the, and the greatest opportunity to have an English teacher with us uh, by the name of Sukanya Venugopal. And for me mm. Sukanya Venugopal uh one of the most talented uh, uh, actors in Malaysia. Uh, I'm not sure whether you heard of them, but if you if you speak to any uh, actor uh, in in Malaysia uh, worked with her or know her or watched her perform, uh, she could have gotten an Oscar easily. She oh. she's like the the Meryl Streep of of, of Malaysia, but I, I think she will she will definitely hate me for for saying all these good things about her, uh, oh. and. So we had her as our drama teacher, believe it or not. So she teaches uh, English and as like a co-curriculum, she suggested we, we start our own uh, drama club. And that year I, I was in uh drama club uh, simply because like, some of my friends were there and it it's so quite interesting. And I always liked um, at that time doing like imitations of... Of, of cartoons and all like all the other all voices you know. so i thought hey this is maybe one thing that i might like and so i just joined and i, I did a play that same year and uh uh after that after the play uh, sukanya actually uh one day just basically brought me to a corner and said like you know what chiho i think maybe you should try doing more acting you know it, it's, mm. it's possibly something that you didn't know you're good at and uh, mm. thanks to her, today uh, I'm doing a lot of acting, and I'm not wealthy, la. mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I never knew, man. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought you started as a stand-up comedian, no, then no. you, then no, you just went to commercials. I, I think, and, uh,
1: yeah, I was I was already doing when I went to college. You know, I was I was doing stuff for RTM. I was doing uh, advertisements, and. Uh, getting coming out of uh, university and started working and all like my, my mm. friends were basically asking me to come audition and this and that doing a lot of uh, yep. commercials here and there after that getting into production simply because i know a lot of people and mm. uh doing uh talent i have a small talent uh, agency or so called whole talented talents um mm-hmm. and uh and yeah that's that's how that's how I got into it really and the the reason why I didn't focus on it is because at the time uh my, my girlfriend at the time my, my wife now wants to raise a family and I and I look around uh, you know am my uh, my my other actor friends and none of them are getting married and having children because I don't think the the pay or the money is there and I look at the mirror so I straight away know that my face is not like Aaron Aziz lah, so uh, cannot be famous. <laughs> <laughs> cannot cannot be 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 famous, lah, right? Yeah. So that is when I decided to try out uh, set up comedy simply because at the time I was uh, like a, like a helper to to Douglas, you know, carry his guitar around whenever he do corporate shows, and I felt that I could get into corporate shows mm. um, on my own, and I did so. You know, I, I got enough to basically survive until now. Mm. But also at the same time, um, um uh, it also opened up a lot of opportunities, acting opportunities for me, because suddenly they'll be like, hey, Chigo is a comedian, right? Oh. That means like, he can act know la. <laughs> Like I think Malaysia yeah. has this habit of of basically doing all this, you know, hey can sing, right? Eh, yeah, that means that she can be a judge lah of this a comedy show on Astro. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. how do how do people know that other people might have other talents you know i just i just don't get it
0: yeah bro the worst one i've heard uh, is uh one of my friends came to me the ex high school mm. he came to me hey gajan i heard you started doing stand-up comedy so you beatboxed la <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you what? What? what beatbox? huh <laughs> Yeah. and then I realized because during high school I beatbox at the same time I also like cracked some jokes so I thought it was part of the package
1: right 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 <laughs> I you... was trying to understand the reason because the
0: first time I heard of you uh, was actually through my brother
1: and obviously you know my brother to to Monash yeah. was it Monash yeah. or... Monash yeah. were you were you still doing those uh, beatbox thing in Monash oh no bro no, no, no. So I, I remember he, he, he said my brother said something about you being an MC uh, for a lot of functions in Monash and so on, yeah, man, we, we, we go way back, ah. Huh? bloody hell,
0: yeah. I still remember oh. what do you call it. uh, 2012. I was only an open micer mm. and I headlined my own show, and y'all open for me, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and I remember
0: like... that I was because that time I was really close. Do you know, uh, my first one year of doing stand up, uh, like open mic, I didn't even know what's the meaning of punchline <laughs> until one year later, my elder brother saw me perform in China House. Uh-huh. And then he was like, "Gajen." I think before you reach the punchline, uh, why not you give a pause? Uh? <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what is a punchline?" And then I Google. <laughs> you be you, you be surprised. Uh, a lot of uh, uh,
1: local uh, comedians right now uh, on on Astro uh, don't even know what a punchline is, and
0: yeah. and they're they're famous. So you're doing fine, bro. No worries. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, my first year was like that. Then I, I remember when I organized that show, Monash Comedy Central, mm. <clears throat> I remember there was a group. I think, it's a, I think it's a Facebook group. And I think you and Kevin said that let one of y'all headline the show. No, no, no. Y'all said, uh, get a comedian to be the host. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I was open mic. I didn't know how to organize a yeah. comedy show. I just got my my secretary to be the host. Because mm-hmm. I thought it's just like and ladies and gentlemen, the next performer is blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I didn't know about all this pacing and all that. Yeah. And then Rizal came to, <laughs> Rizal just said openly, uh, guys, it's Gajan's show at the end. He's the organizer. Let him do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And then now when I look back, I was like, shit, I, I acted like a boss, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Less than one year experience, I headline my show. I choose whatever host I want. Y'all follow the lineup.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think at that point also, we, we're just happy with the opportunity, especially playing to, uh you know, university crowd and all. And, uh, yeah, actually now, great, think uh, back.
0: Actually, the pay was the pay was not bad. And uh, got food some more. Because yeah. now to get they can't pay for uni. So they'll yeah. say like, oh, cannot, cannot. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's, it's... Another
0: thing about... Sorry, go ahead. No, no I, think I, I, I was just saying it. It's great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And another thing about acting. Like last year, I started going to commercials. Uh-huh. Acting. So it was my first exposure. Before that, the only acting was like theatre... Doing stage one with Monty and Logila, like uh-huh. comedy sketches, but commercials I haven't done it until last year. Uh-huh. One thing I realized about the air, like the commercial scene, right? It's quite racist, isn't it? And
1: like
0: what clients want, like no dark skin. Definitely, definitely. Um
1: I think uh a lot of clients here are still embracing a very, very old belief that if monkey see monkey do la, very primitive uh understanding of marketing uh yeah. meaning if i see a chinese uh, uh drinking a beer i want that beer la. you know that that same chinese will go buy that beer and why uh they want chinese to do all these beer commercials is because uh, it's a bigger market so mm. you know so they using an indian fella to, to in a in a beer uh commercial they think it wouldn't work because mm. Uh, this will only attract all the Indian people to to buy not the Chinese person like no, lah, dude let's not focus on the talent It's the brand <laughs> you'll as nice people will just buy out the hell man Malay Chinese mm-hmm. Indian whatever who will buy like, everybody will buy right so mm-hmm. there's a very yeah. very, very primitive uh, thinking I mean I, I do productions I I, I sit in uh, I, I sit with clients discussing all this and it's the same thing sometimes uh, it, it is a, as bad as uh, going to, to the extent of filming everything with, with different races and then after that during editing right, they say like actually we, we don't need this uh, Indian actor I take him out it, it's, uh, it's, it's quite pissing off to, to see yeah. that Malaysia uh, um, even though you know we brag about uh, harmony and uh, unity mm. we are mm. you know there, there's no Malaysian race lah you, you, you know what I mean this is very yeah. very sad and they they don't show it in, in commercials uh, they, they don't like that I mean uh, uh, so in this industry is it's like that it's very difficult to change and hopefully brands are are open enough to to uh, not to say take risk open enough to 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 see that you know this shouldn't be the way to go you know mm. but I I being in production as well, I can I can tell you right now and, and this is basically state secret uh, I'm not even supposed to say this but we have been told uh, for especially on TV okay uh, mm. uh, we're gonna come away from uh, how to say uh, commercials a bit but this is TV TV
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: as a as a writer for for like a few sitcoms I have been told. That in the end of the day, the hero must be a bumi putra, regardless. Mm. So, how how are you gonna, you know, frame frame all this? You know, Uh mm-hmm. you, you can. Your your show is never going to be featured on uh, on on Netflix because you know it it's so open out there. Uh, if you look at you know other shows like Sex Education, you know, like who, uh, which actor in Malaysia? Let's say, uh, you wanna basically uh do do a show like, like Sex Education, which is on Netflix, uh, which actor would you choose? And you can't, because this, this actor is, is not, now it's not an actor. Uh, this, this actor is now bounded by a lot of uh, cultural uh, borders. Like, you know, oh, this actor is Muslim, so he need to behave as a Muslim when he's acting. No lah, he's an actor lah. You mm, know, mm. when 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 uh, if if your character is a pig, you ah, don't care whichever culture it come from, uh ah, you be that pig, lah, Okay, mm. you have to, uh, mm. because you're an actor, you you're basically a tool to uh to 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 translate uh the writers and the, and the director's vision. That's it, you know. But a lot mm. of people here they don't understand that, and uh, yeah. same goes to, to to commercials. You know, like don't care who say this line, lah, Right? if if, if if you if you say the lines that you perform much better than the other actors you should be getting the top job you know regardless of your race and if you, if you look at uh, a lot of uh, those uh, commercial briefs uh, for, for for talent uh, not brief commercials uh, p- commercial briefs meaning it's like a piece of paper they, they give you uh, what uh, uh, they list down all what, what they want in an actor nothing it has nothing to do with, with capability you know it's all it's all looks. Tall, yeah. young Malay. I'm like, correct. Why eh? you, you know what I mean? But I understand mm. if it's if it's a high raya ad, you want to feature more uh, Malay culture and all this and thing. But, but most of the time, uh, there there's always more uh, branded uh non uh seasonal or 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 what are celebration type of commercials. And yet, mm. you know, you, you still see these things, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, it's very sad uh, to, to see. And as a production guy uh, pitching to um, a lot of clients, uh, I already told them that you guys want to do um, commercials uh, like, like those really, really uh, nice commercials from Thailand. I told him yeah. that you will never achieve it simply because there's there's different focus here. You know, Thailand, no matter how the actor looks like, if it's good, uh, he goes in. Correct. So I I can't remember seeing a very very nice uh uh super viral uh Thai ad uh, with an hand, with a handsome fella. I'm not saying, you know, there are no handsome people in Thailand right? But, yeah. you know, the 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 focus is different here. The fo- the focus over there is you know being honest simple story and highlighting people as, as normal as, as, they, as they should be and as they could be. And if you look at here in, in Malaysia, uh, if they want branded material, uh, uh, fast food brands or whatever, when, when you eat the food, uh, definitely it must be pretty. one, Because in our mind, uh, we are not trained to see someone ugly eating something.
0: Yeah, uh, that's sad. You la. know,
1: you're not trained to see someone ugly and, and someone fat. And I'm saying this because I'm fat too, okay? Eating mm. their food. And I can tell you, uh, the majority of their customers are ugly and fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who are you slamming <laughs> these bloody ads to? Why you want to yeah. get all these models eating your shit? They don't eat like their models. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? But speaking of racism, you know, I did a corporate once. Yeah. And the client told me, okay, this is for a product launcher. It's a beauty product. Mm. The client said, uh, Gajan, I saw your profile, Notice you're a clean comic, but do you also touch on other things like uh, race? Then I said, uh, I do diversity jokes. Uh. Mm. I, I flip it around. Uh. But it's true. I write them in a diversity standpoint. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I said, no mind? I can still leave this out. And they said, okay, that'll be really great. And then when the when the event came, right, uh, client went up on stage and her first line, uh, her first line is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a very good morning. Are we all ready to be white? What? That's the first line, you know, for beauty product, you know. Now, of course, no one bets an eye because the, the word white has, the, the reference is not so strong here because we are an Asian country. But you imagine you say that in US or UK, right? I don't know. I was like stunned you know. I'm like laughing. And that's one thing. Another thing is, this beauty product is a whitening skin. It's to whiten your skin, is to whatever, like, remove the acne scars and all that. Mm. But the influences they got, most of them were fair skin. Yeah. So, I started off my joke. I was like, hey, that's a bit ironic. Y'all should be giving this to dark-skinned people, man. Like, what about me? Like, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with fair people getting fairer? Like, doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. But because, like you said, we are so used to seeing fair people on screen. people Like, now when you see a darker skin, they'll be like, no. I don't I don't get it. Like, I was having this conversation with Shamin because she also, she's a director and I wanted to touch on movie or so. Mm. A voice thought on racism or so. And I told her this thing about Black Panther. To me, Black Panther is not a great movie; it's a good movie. But if you talk about importance, I'll give it a ten out of ten mm-hmm. because it is so important to have a movie with all black cast just to send a message to all these people who are very skewed towards the other end. You know? And I found this out the hard way is uh, during a a crack house show. I asked the audience, "You know, like, uh, do you like Black Panther?" He said, "No." I said, "Why?" Because uh, too much black people. <laughs> I'm like, but there's nothing going to do with it. You tell me if the graphics is bad, I get it. You know, you tell me the story, but it's like, are too much black people? So I don't know. So you being in the production scene, right? You doing a lot of commercials and all that. What do you think is a way to improve the current situation in Malaysia?
1: Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a very, 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 uh, a tough question because it, it's a, it's a catch 22, you know, chicken and egg situation. Um, mm. people who have enough money to, to do commercials, um, uh, are afraid of changing because they think people are not ready to change. And I think people cannot change. So if they keep seeing commercials, uh, like, like these and you know being normalized. I mean we were talking about about uh, some of the biggest shows on on, on, on astral uh, and, and how to say encouraging not to say encouraging that like they have uh, the uh, blackface culture where uh, someone of a different et- et- ethnicity uh, acts as uh, someone from another et- ethnicity of or a darker skin tone and they would color their face which is completely unnecessary you know if your performance is good uh enough uh, if your portrayal of of this person you are you are parodying is good enough then no need lah, right but they yeah. don't do that and a lot of people didn't see any wrong in it in fact they they find it funny that this guy is trying his best to to become who is a the you know it's to me very very uh it's it's is normalised until people won't be able to see that the problem. We we are still in the, in the culture where superstars uh who are in those uh uh, uh what is that oh, those those comedy shows lah huh? that the really big ones in on on astro acting as uh an Indian character but not Indian acting as a mm. Chinese character but not not uh, uh Mm. A Chinese. Now, I understand this if you are in Sweden. You can do because mm. you're Swedish and you need your character to be Indian. Very difficult to find mm. Indian people there. Okay lah. No mm. choice lah, right? Mm. You know? Uh. uh and, and, and with Chinese, same thing lah. But hey, mm. this is Malaysia, man. There are definitely uh, some characters uh, uh, which can be played by their own race. and And... Here we have this funny thing where we are not, uh, how to say, uh, I'm not sure whether we're afraid or we don't care about it, but we are not honest, you know, in storytelling. Like we have, we have so many occasions where, uh, uh, a Chinese character in in a Malay sitcom, uh, talking in Bahasa Malaysia to <laughs> to another Chinese character. I mean, how 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 often does that does that happen? You know what I mean? Mm. And what's wrong with subtitles? You know, why mm. why is it so hard to uh, have people spending more time, and a bit of money maybe for for the translator to to work it out? You know, and to so that on on television people see exactly what they see when they walk out into the streets. So it's it's kind of strange. I I don't mm. I don't have an answer for you of how this can improve. I think someone has to, uh, has to change. And I really do feel the easiest way is for the people with money to change first. Because they're the ones mm. who are giving out the budgets to do all these things.
0: Mm. I think movies also make a big change uh, mm. to all these clients. Like, you know, like all your your Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians and recently Parasite. Mm-hmm. To just say you can, you can be yourself and still do well rather than trying to follow the, the usual norm or oh, everything fair skin it must be this must be that yeah like you said I think the Malaysian cultures we we are not familiar we are not uh, the best people for change lah. it'll take a while lah.
1: yeah definitely definitely I mean I, I, I like being on Twitter a lot because you know it's, it's basically uh, it's filth over there what, like, uh, it's interesting mm. sometimes for me uh, to just read all this filth right Mm. And uh, the the few things which are which are basically retweeted a lot is 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 that you know it's it's a it's a very racist arena there, so there's always the whole uh or the or communists or the DAP pigs things thrown around, mm. and uh, and again they, there's a lot of talk about you know people with dark skin looking ugly. Uh, mm. and there's a very again very primitive uh, discussions uh, all, all this like you know as human beings I think we're smart enough to to, to basically look aside already. you know what I mean yeah oh and, I
0: remember the Watsons ad uh,
1: yeah all talk that. about
0: dark skin. oh my goodness yeah, I cannot that, brain right? with such a big company like how can it go past your your yeah, because, leadership team and just
1: <laughs> because regardless of whether uh, we we um uh, we are how to say not in the culture not in a culture directly related to the blackface culture. We we cannot touch it simply because the cultural flow of mm. this blackface culture is very very uh, strong and the the general uh, consensus, uh, if I may, uh, is that you know this is something that shouldn't be encouraged and. Yep. No matter which culture you're from, you just gotta say, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, it's, it's basically the same thing as, as uh you know uh, pulling the uh, ends of your eyes to the side to make it look smaller when you're speaking to a Chinese person, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> again, you know that's honest, but still yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. We all have small eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember even like uh, there's a there's one live show like, It's a it's a local show where the host was promoting a whitening skin a whitening skin, hmm. uh, a skin, whitening skin product uh, uh. Yeah, skin whitener yeah, yeah. and uh, he told the audience he said uh, if you use my product uh, then you won't end up uh, looking at like I forgot which celebrity was it
1: oh yeah 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 I remember that it was an
0: Indian uh, it was an yeah. Indian singer I forgot this is quite some time but I think last year yeah it's and I'm like uh, what like literally on uh, on screen after that he did an apology uh,
1: yeah, which is which is weird though. This whole uh, idea of of white being beautiful, mm. uh, it's 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 clearly ideological. Uh, like the the most beautiful people are uh you know white skinned people or people who are fair. I mean, if you yeah. look at history, or wow, dude. We, we, we see so many evidence right even in India as you same all the castes, uh, you know the Dravidians which are <laughs> which are the, technically the lowest caste compared to the brahmins up there which are basically slightly whiter skin so it's it's always yeah. the belief that uh that dark colored is uh is something to do with negativity something to do uh with uh ugliness and and all that uh. and even even uh I just remembered uh because uh, lot of the Rings, the cast is like coming back for some I don't know podcast or some shit tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, uh, on, on on a Sunday right? Maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. say it tomorrow on a, on a Sunday. And I realized uh, how I mean it, it's a nice story, nice movie, brilliant, uh, brilliant movie. I, I, I feel, but in the end of the day, that show has a lot of uh, ideological problems because again, you know the 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 dark skin. Uh, people are all the enemies, basically. Mm. And the white-skinned ones, including, obviously, uh, Saruman the white when he's still good and Gandalf the white when when he became, how to say, uh, purer and more powerful. Mm. Uh, It's just really a movie about black and white and in the middle, they put green colour la. <laughs> because, you know, the, the scenery, the, the trees are all green, whatever shit. That's it. This is, uh, it's very ideological. And...
0: You're talking about the oxer uh, and Mordor see, being yeah, black. See, everything ah. is
1: black, dude. All the black men yeah. are all black and, black and yeah, colour. Yeah, but Batman. Hmm? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> la.
0: Batman is a different story. La. Batman is
1: different. La. Batman. Forgot about Batman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, now they say Love of the Rings is true because if you think about it, you mentioned Gandalf, right? Remember Gandalf started off as Gandalf the Grey, so yeah. it's darker. Yeah, because right? and then become more powerful. Oh, oh I've got my white white oh, privilege.
1: You should you should, you should do some co- like go go and uh convince the the client of the of that uh whitening cream to hire Gandalf. Uh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then after that he has a cousin or brother called uh, Radagast. I don't yeah. know whether you know Radagast, this guy. Eh? Yeah. He uh, the this guy is brown. Eh? He got shit all over. Him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. the heck works? It was actually pretty accurate
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: it, it's like that. I I don't think uh, a lot of Malaysians can can see beyond that but uh, yeah. and and I'm very proud to say that uh I mean our our bunch of friends you know the, the comedians that we know we've, we've we've seen past that already so early on and yeah I, and I always uh, like the the scene where you know after a show after a big show we will go to the mama and sit down and have a drink. Uh, and very sad to say that we're the only table uh, with that is basically Malaysian you know
0: yeah all you know, races right every, yeah every yeah race. good point bro mm. so yeah because you look at all the other tables they are all like uh, well single they're race all certain right, race right, yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, either sorry. that or there'll be one token person like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just very sad.
0: and another thing i notice about like the acting scene mm. is so one is the dark skin part and mm. another one's on the mixed part mm. right so sometimes they'll put a put that like oh a talent needed i said must be mix mm-hmm. so i thought mix means mix la so i'm gonna apply la later on i found out that mix in the production not pro, uh in the like in the commercial scene it means pan-asian
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is messed up i thought mix means you could be any mixer they just wanted someone who who looks like in between uh, you know like uh, mm-hmm. could be a mama could be a chindian could be a malay chinese but turns out they want pan-asian later on i started getting uh like a like, what do you call that? Messages like, oh, mix needed. Then, in bracket, a uh, must look like Henry Golding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All, all these
0: kind of things, man. So, yeah. That's another interesting thing. So,
1: so basically, the, the, whatever saying whatever they're saying, they, they, they want a, a, a little bit of white blood in you, lah. <laughs> that yeah. is this basically what, what <laughs> you're saying. I, I sometimes <laughs> uh, struggle finding pan Asian uh, looking people for, for, uh, for my clients because they will send me a sample i said oh, i want someone like this guy then i'll basically mm. send them like uh like uh those uh, uh talents which are closest to the guy Then send it. wait i i want someone like like this guy this uh you know this guy looks too chinese this guy looks too uh looks too serani this guy looks too uh caucasian yeah. you know but i want this guy and i was saying like then I tell them like how come you cannot you cannot hire this guy who is this guy that you that, that, that you put in the sample Hire this fella lah. Why are you going to look for me? <laughs> in Malaysia, obviously, uh, there are people who will look like that. You know, where are you going to find all these like foreign-looking people in Malaysia? And you want them to do mm. Malaysian stuff, speak in, speak in Malay, speak in Mandarin. What the hell, man?
0: Yeah. And I think I also noticed, right, that in terms of pay... I noticed Caucasians, uh, they get paid like way higher than local talent. Yeah. And I'm not talking about one example. Uh. I'm, I'm very particular. When I see one example, I make sure that my data sampling is correct. So I've seen so many mm. uh, like uh, posts on all these uh, talent agencies, groups and all that. Yeah. Like Caucasians get paid like easily three to four times more than a local. I think this mindset also need to change. Uh. I, think, I think it's because uh, our local scene, no one
1: actually knows how much they get paid uh and and uh the problem as comes from uh the line producers uh setting aside budget for talent at the very very end because after working with production i I realized that you know when the uh the the client uh, comes up with a budget they pass all the budget to the agency and yeah, the mm. agency will probably take fifty percent, and with the fifty percent, they'll they'll find a production house who can who can do it within their budget. Mm. Then that production house will take fifty percent first, mm. then uh allocate the rest of the budget to hire the right people and the talents for for whatsoever. And in the end of the day, it's not that the agency is not featured in the in the commercial, the production house, the crew not featured in the commercial, it's mm. the talent that is featured in the commercial. But who Mm. chooses the talent? The client chooses the talent through Mm. the agency and the production house. But Mm. the the, the talent is the face uh, of the brand. The face that the clients choose. How come the talents are not paid directly from the clients? It's so stupid. Mm. You know? It's like basically... That's a good point. eh? Yeah, it's like basically... uh, 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 someone finds out that oh, hey, uh, I like this chakuitel, okay. I, I, okay, uncle, I give you money, okay, six fifty, yeah, uh, chakuitel. And you suddenly find out uh, that this uncle paid off uh uh uh, 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 another person to cook for you, okay. And then that other mm. person cooks for you. Are you gonna be pissed? Of course you're gonna be pissed. Yeah. Okay. So how come how come this small example cannot be uh, magnified to to the bigger problem, which is uh. Uh, clients uh, want to be directly involved and at the same time do not want to be directly involved in a commercial. It's so stupid.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this uh this changes. Uh, it's uh, pretty sad la, when I hey, last year I my first my first uh, gig was actually Tiger Tiger Beer Commercial. I went in as an extra. Mm. Then uh, I also noticed uh, extras uh damn messed up uh. like you stay from early morning until late night midnight, mm. and then for the small amount of pay, you do this, do that mm-hmm. and then now they've mentioned the that flow of like client you know goes to the to the agency goes to the production and all that you know clearly la, that's where all the money went uh. but
1: there was there was once i I did a commercial where the client was happy enough to to basically uh butt in and uh and and sort of uh, how to say helped me a bit because uh, I was, I was top choice. And mm. when I say I, I, I pulled out the, the, how do say? The, the talent agent was like, uh, uh, because the talent agent was like, he, he kept my, my, my salary. I wanted a certain amount for three commercials. Mm. Uh, I was asked to uh, basically suggest what I want. I, I told him what I want. And then they mm. said, "Oh, but we only have this for you." I'm like, Don't you ask me? Don't you ask me the? you ask me like that for what? Right? You just tell me what's yep. the maximum that you're gonna give me, lah. Then I say yes or mm-hmm. no. That's it. It's very simple, isn't it? Mm. Right? That that's how that's that's how we, we we do things everywhere So Again, you know, we go to, back to the same. Chakuitel uncle, ah, yep. uncles. Uh, Chakuitel eight ringgit, uh, fuck off, la. <laughs> So expensive. Mm. You know, mm. <laughs> that's it. Don't eat, lah. Right. So same thing, la. Then after that, I, I said, okay, I I'm, I'm gonna pull out. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh no, like you cannot do this. You 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 cannot do this." Uh, I'm like, "What me? I cannot do this? Of course I can do this. I just I'm not happy with the money, you, you you think what? You know, this is big money to you. Fine, but I'm not getting what I want, so I'm not mm. doing this. So after that, the client, uh, called me and said, "Hey, actually, we really want you. Actually, can you tell us actually why, uh, uh you, you pull out?" I said, "The pay is not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, up to my liking, la. And mm. then they're like, oh, if, if you don't mind, can you share with us how much? Then when I shared the number, they said, uh, oh, actually, the the amount they offered you uh, is fifty percent of what we 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 gave this agency to hire you. Fifty percent, mm. can you imagine? I'm talking mm. about five digits, fifty percent. Mm, you know, mm. this agent sitting at home doing nothing while mm. I'm doing three commercials. Mm. You know. At least, at least, give me a massage, or you know, prepare a, a warm bucket of water so that I can rest my feet in, inside. You know, something yeah, like give Or me take care of my children, yeah, children, Yeah, you know, take care of my children. You know, write some new jokes <laughs> for me so that I can after after this commercial, I can I can do my my <laughs> one hour. You know what I mean? What the hell, man? Yeah. You are taking fifty percent of the money that's supposed to come go into my pocket.
0: Nonsense. Yeah. Sad lah. Hopefully this changes uh, in the. Yeah, definitely. in the uh, production scene.
1: Uh. But I, I, tell you, I tell you, the, the one thing uh, that you cannot change are the cameras.
0: Mm. Cameras?
1: Cameras, yes. Cameras, Why, eh? as you know, uh, are basically an instrument that allows light to enter the lens to create imagery. Mm. And uh, dark-skinned people, uh, very difficult to reflect light, they... Which is why a lot of uh, shows, uh, they find it very challenging to, to, uh, to, 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 to do uh, a lot of shows because of this. And, and we, we, even in the same thing, so nighttime, a lot of shows we, we will shoot during nighttime, we just don't, we don't normally shoot during a normal nighttime. The nighttime is normally uh, uh, after, after rain or something, simply because the rain will reflect light. The water will reflect light, and will mm. give a lot of depth in, in into the camera. So when we mm. feature uh, a lot of a lot of dark skinned people, sometimes uh, we we try a lot of things where I mean you watch a lot of shows. I mean you you, you talk about Black Panther just now. You mm. realize that there's a sheen, uh, almost a reflective sheen, uh uh on a skin. You know, like they're constantly sweaty. The actors, mm. it is deliberate. It is deliberate to to basically reflect enough light for the camera, so the camera become mm. friendlier to to dark skinned people. And no, they constantly look sweaty lah, which is sad lah.
0: Mm. Okay la, but Black Panther makes sense lah. He's constantly fighting. Yeah. So uh, audience wouldn't. Yeah, fight <laughs> fight, wouldn't in bet daytime, fight
1: in daytime. Fight
0: in daytime. Yeah. Okay, we've come to the last part of the podcast. Mm. So, for every episode, I'll have this uh, segment called Just Answer. La. Mm. It's basically a quick fire question. It's either A or B. There's no right or wrong. So, okay. A or B? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's so a we'll choice
1: question or have
0: to... Have choice. A one? Oh, choice. No, no, no it's not choice. Like la, very it. easy. Yeah. This oh, one got no... It's, it's just uh, your liking only. Yeah. <sighs> okay, first one. Jim Carrey or Steve Martin? Jim Carrey. Batman or Superman? Batman. Which movie? Parasite or Joker? I haven't watched uh, Parasite. <laughs> okay, la, so you'll go with Joker. La. <laughs> okay, go out on a date with uh, Margot Robbie or Jennifer Lawrence? Margot Robbie. Dell or HP? Uh, Mac. <laughs> you, know, you have to pick one, bro. The ones that I get. <laughs> oh, yo, I don't know. La. Uh, Dell or la. Dell? <laughs> okay, play basketball or baseball? Basketball. Ryan Giggs or Scholes? Scholes. A country to migrate to, Ecuador or Jordan? Ecuador. Okay, that's it. All and, right. Uh, thank you so much, Jiho. Thank you that's, so uh, much, brother. I had, I
1: had a really good time. I hope you had a good time uh, listening to my rambles.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's good because uh, I wanted to talk more. Like I said, the same thing to Shamin as well. Normally, if I uh, if I have a comedian on my podcast, I'll look at the portfolio. If, if the comedian does other things other than stand up, I will talk about the other things because I know I will get stand-up comedians who only do stand-up comedy. Yeah, man. So yeah, so it's interesting that I spoke to you regarding the uh, commercials and uh, yeah, hopefully that changes uh, yep. not just in Malaysia but in Asia.
1: Yep. Hopefully. Thank you,
0: Chiho. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, yeah, and I wish you all the best in this quarantine. Wish us all the best. Yes. All the yes. entertainers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fully th- hopefully uh, things get better. And thank you. And good night. Good night.